Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. A little bit of a different thing for you guys here on your Wednesday afternoon. Earlier today, I was able to sit down and interview the voice of the Panthers, the legendary Gary Rima. That interview will run actually as part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show. We will host our first edition of the 2019 Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Thursday from Whiskey River in Ankeny. Hope you guys would come on out, hang out with us. I know that Chris and Brent will both be there. Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart will be there talking clones and making their picks. And then we will run this interview with Gary at the end as well. Come out and have some beers and and have some food and and we'll have a a good Thursday night to kick off the 2019 football season. That's from six to seven. Also, if you can't make it out six to seven on 1460 KXNO. So tune in and, uh, and, and enjoy some Cyclone talk. But here is my interview with the great Gary Rima for tomorrow night's Cyclone Fanatic radio show. We're joined now by the voice of the Panthers, the legendary Mr. Gary Rima. Gary, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, great being on with you guys, and I got to believe that everybody in Cyclone Nation are as excited as we are here in Panther Nation to kick off this 2019 season. So uh, Saturday can't come soon enough. Let's get this season started. Hey, man, I feel that 100%. I guess the the first question I want to ask you is just kind of a a broad view of the Panthers going into 2019. I know they returned 16 starters, but what are the expectations for Northern Iowa football this season? Really, the expectations are no different, Jared, than they are year in and year out, and and that's to to win the Missouri Valley Football Conference. If that doesn't happen, get an at-large into the FCS playoffs, be one of those 24 teams that has a shot to win a a national championship through that 2014 playoff system. And then the major goal is to to win a national championship. And that's something that's eluded this Panther program in in the history of it being in division one FCS football, but they've been a perennial playoff team. They've been a perennial power really in FCS football, um, almost always rated in the top 25 at the beginning of the season, when the end of the season rolls around. So I think the expectations, even though we've got some, we've got some shoes to fill, we've got some guys to replace as always on any college team. Um, I, I think the expectations are, are always going to be high. And, and I, I think coach Farley and his coaching staff embraces that. They know that, that that's what's expected of Panther football. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> you win and, and advance and go deep into the playoffs, then you've had a successful season. I think the thing that's really kind of caught the eye of people, especially here in central Iowa the last couple of days is, uh, is you and I naming, or is Coach Farley naming Will McIlvain as the starting quarterback for the Panthers. Uh, what what have the, has the staff seen from Will here during the fall, and, and uh, how do they feel that he'll be able to, to step in and fill the shoes of three-year starter Eli Dunn? This was a competition that really started back in the the spring, and you could almost go all the way back to a year ago in fall camp when when Will McIlvain was a, a true freshman and Jacob Keller was a, a, a redshirt freshman, and they were battling for the backup spot behind Eli Dunn. And, and even though Keller was listed as the number two and McIlvain the number three as the true freshman, Coach Farley has said there was a, there were some situations where if they would have lost Eli Dunn, for a, for a couple of games or for an extended period, they may have went with, with McIlvain just because of 
of the difference that he could bring to the team, different type of player than, than even Eli Dunn was. And, you know, nothing against Jacob Keller because he's an outstanding talent. But that competition between those two carried over into spring ball. They came out of spring ball 1A, 1B, and then this fall. But I, I think it had a lot to do with, with the way that McIlvain performed in, in some of the scrimmages and on a regular basis through practice. He's, uh, he extends plays. He's got that escape ability when the, when the pocket is crashing in around him. And uh, he, he's a decent runner. He's got a strong arm for a kid that only stands about 5'10". And he's accurate, too, with his throwing. So I just, I just think there's some mobility there that they really liked with him. Not that Keller can't run, Jared, but, but I think they just liked the, the things that, that Will would show throughout practice on a regular basis. And he's, I tell you, he's, kinda, he's, got that, he's got that swagger about him. He's got that confidence. Tremendous high school quarterback at Des Moines-Lincoln set all kinds of records and, and, you know, he's got it. He knows he's, he's got a huge task ahead of him on Saturday when you're going up not only against a big 12 opponent like Iowa state, but a top 25 ranked FBS program. So heck of a way to, to get your first collegiate start. But uh, I, I think he's going to have a good year. We've got to keep him healthy. We've got a good offensive line in front of him, but uh, I think he's going to bring something to this team that's, that's going to be pretty exciting on the offensive side of the football. And you kind of mentioned it there. You know, obviously, he's a redshirt freshman making his first collegiate start. Do you think there's any? I don't know that. I don't know what the right word would be. Anxiousness, maybe, of of him coming in. You know, whether it be on the side of the staff or himself facing a defense that has been so successful over the last couple of years, returns as many guys that uh, have had a lot of success for the Cyclones as, as they do. Well, there probably should be, Jared. He should probably be a little anxious and nervous, and, and I think he will be. But sometimes when, when you're a redshirt freshman, uh, you're playing your first college game, you don't know any better. You don't have anything to compare it to. It's not like he went through last season and, and played a bunch as the backup, and he was in you know some, some big-time situations, whether it was when we played at Iowa or at North, with, against North Dakota State, whatever. So, you know, sometimes that, that rookie guy, that young guy, he doesn't know any better, and he just thinks, hey, I'm just another football game. I'm going to go out and play. Now, we know how tough it'll be. I mean, that, that's a great Iowa State defense, really appears to be one of their strengths going into this season. And, and I, I know the Cyclone offense is solid, but I think one of the reasons they're a top 25-ranked team is it looks like they've got a really stellar defense. And when you're, when you're going to be taking your first collegiate stat, snaps against that type of defense, you certainly got your hands full, but, but Will's pretty confident. You know, he's, a, he's a kid that, uh, that's had some success when he, when he uh, was a four, a 4A quarterback in the state. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's certainly seen Jack Trice stadium before and, and, and knows what it, that crowd is like. But uh, I, I, I think it's one of those situations. He needs to just come out. He's got a great supporting cast around him. He's got some really good, uh, he's got some excellent wide receivers and and uh, the running backs and tight ends to go with him. So uh, I think if he just doesn't try and do too much, stays within the game plan, he'll be able to, to see and, and find some success on the offensive side. As far as other guys on the Northern Iowa offense that, that people will maybe want to keep an eye on, I know that Briley Moore, the tight end, a, a preseason All-American, I know he's one. Who are some other names? And, and I guess, first of all, what does 
was what does Briley bring to the table that has made him so successful so far in his college career? And then who are some other guys that people should keep an eye on on Saturday? Well, Briley Moore certainly one of our will be one of the leading targets of, of quarterback McElvain. Briley is the uh, he, he led us in receptions last year, and you know so coming back as a senior, leading leading receiver as a tight end, great great guy in, in pass patterns and catching the football, but he's also a tremendous blocker. He's, he's kind of that inspirational leader, if you will, too, of the offense. He, he's a, he's a fiery guy, gets pumped up and just, uh, you know, he, when they say, Hey, that guy's a football player. That's what you say about Briley Moore. He, he's just a football player, loves the game. You know, the other guys to keep an eye on, I, I think Jalen James and Jalen Rima, both senior wide receivers, uh, are going to have a big senior season this year. They've looked really good. They're both bigger and stronger and, and I think a bit faster than, than ever. And, and then don't forget that Isaiah Weston is back. He's a guy that was pegged in to be a starter a year ago and then uh, had a season-ending knee injury in fall practice in a non-contact drill, lost him for the entire season. And that's 6'4" redshirt sophomore uh his his redshirt freshman year he just made some spectacular catches uh and and looking for him to to have a really big bounce back year and he's a guy i think jared that some people will you know they'll see him play even maybe from panther nation they'll see him play and say hey you know who's that guy again because you know you kind of forget about him when they miss a whole season but uh, he, he's a he's an outstanding player. Dion McShane is a heck of a talent too. The little slot receiver, really quick, uh, good hands, runs great routes, and and he can he can he can break plays too. And and we're excited to to have him back. And and I, you know I think Trevor Allen, our starting running back, there were years where he was used at times as a slot receiver because uh, the, the the running back field was so deep. So. He's a guy that can catch the football out of the backfield. He'll be our leading running back. So I, I think there's a lot of weapons, a lot of talent on, on the offensive side of the football when you surround yourself with a, a pretty veteran offensive line, good offensive group, and, and, and those wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. And you know, with Will McVeigh, I, I think the offense will be able to, to do some pretty special things this season. Again, it, it's going to come tough on Saturday. We know that. But once we get into – FCS football, I, I think we can do some pretty special things. Joined right now on the Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive Cyclone Fanatic radio show by the voice of the Panthers, Gary Rima. And, you know, flipping it over to the other side of the of the football, what does Northern Iowa have coming back on the defense? Um, I know there's at least one guy in the secondary that's, that's garnered some recognition here coming into the season. Uh, and then you know, what, what will it take for them to, to kind of contain this Iowa State offense and, and Brock Purdy? Another really tough challenge for, for uh, this Panther defensive unit on Saturday, Jared. There's no doubt about that. I, um, you know, we see some pretty good quarterbacks and some pretty good offenses in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, but nothing probably like what we'll see with Brock Purdy and, and that, that veteran offensive line that Iowa State has. And really good wide receivers and and I know they lost David Montgomery the the great running back but there's talent there on the in the running back field for coach Campbell uh, I, I thought maybe there'd be a little drop off in the receiving core with the loss of Butler but then I look at some of those returners guys that have 43 and 35 and 34 receptions from a year ago so there there's going to be quality there too so 
we got our hands full. And, and, and going into the, the season, I think we felt that the, the secondary would be a strength with the return of Xavier Williams, who's a, a preseason All-Missouri Valley Football Conference selection. Christian Jaggins back. Austin Evans is back. Roosevelt Lawrence. There's some quality guys back in the secondary, and we've added a couple of really good transfers uh, to one kid from Butler Community College in Mackay Mayberry. He may even get a start. He's looked really good. So uh, I, I think the secondary looks pretty solid. We lost some guys up front in the defensive line, but when you got Bryce Pop as your defensive line coach, you just you don't worry too much about that defensive line. I think there's a couple of really good, big, strong guys up front in Butcher and Brinkman, our defensive tackles. I think Ellerson Smith and Seth Davis are two really solid defensive ends. So I think the front four looks pretty good. Um, and then it's just a matter of the depth that we'll have because those guys just can't play 75 to 80 to 85 snaps. But again, I, I think Coach Pop will bring that group along. Um, linebackers, we got hit hard with graduation there, but Spencer Kuvalier, a kid out of Cresco, Iowa, Iowa Central Community College transfer, he's really shined in fall camp. So, and, and again, on that side of the football, it, even though this is a really tough challenge on Saturday, with, with Coach Farley uh, being the defensive-minded coach he is, and then when you've got Jeremiah Johnson and D.J. Vokalek and Bryce Pop and Keelan Brookins, a former Panther player, uh, on that defensive coaching staff, they'll, they'll have that group whipped into shape. And it, it may not be in week one, it may not be in week two, but, I, but you can always count on uh, when, when we get to Valley play, they'll have that defense looking strong and playing some great football. So, I never worry too much about that side of the football, but we, we do have some question marks going into this season opener. I think it's been really cool to see, you know, on Monday or I guess on Tuesday now when they do the, the press conference, Matt Campbell, you know, sp spoke very admirably of, of Coach Farley. And I know that him and obviously John Haycock, a guy that has crossed paths with Coach Farley a lot, especially when he was back at Youngstown. What do you think it is that's allowed – Coach Farley, one, to have the sustained success that he's had in his time at Northern Iowa, and then two, in really the last decade, to have some success against the Cyclones with two wins in Jack Trice Stadium? Well, I, I just think, first of all, Coach Farley's a former UNI Panther. He was a walk-on from Wacon, Iowa, turned out to be an All-American linebacker. He loves this university. He knows what kind of players he needs to get and can get uh, here at UNI. You know, it's You've got Iowa State and Iowa, the, the two FBS programs in the state. And, you know, sometimes you go head-to-head -head with those guys, and sometimes you, you take what, what's left over out of the state. But he does a great job of finding those guys. You, you think of guys like David Johnson that, you know, he, he, he wasn't recruited by, by Iowa or Iowa State. And you, you get him in here, you develop him, and he turns into a heck of a talent. I, I think of Carter Schultz, a kid that played at Tripola, Iowa, small school Iowa boy. And, you know, he's on the cusp of maybe making the Minnesota Vikings roster now. And they're just, I could go up and down the list to Kurt Warner to, you know, Bryce Pop himself, guys from Iowa that turned out to be tremendous football players at UNI and then went on to have great careers after that. And, and I think the biggest thing with this program is they, de they develop guys. They find that maybe bit of a diamond in a rough, work with them, develop them, uh, redshirt as many as they can, get them that five years, and, and they come, they stay, and, and they stick with it. So um, Coach Farley 
eat, sleeps, lives, breathes UNI Panther football. And I, I think that carries over to his program, to his players, and, and they they approach it like he does with that love. So it's it's pretty special deal. And, you know, it's his 19th season here, winning his coach not only in UNI Panther football history, but winning his coach in Missouri Valley football conference history. And one went away from 150 victories in his career. So, uh, you know, his record really speaks for itself. That's Gary Rima, the voice of the Panthers here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show. Gary, thanks for joining us and hope to see you on Saturday. Sounds good. Should be a fun game. Hopefully we uh, get some great weather and uh, always fun to come to Jack Trice Stadium and, and uh, see the Panthers play Iowa State. Thanks again for tuning in to this edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. I hope that you guys will join us from 6 to 7 on 1460 KXNO Thursday night for the first edition of the 2019 Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. If you're in the area, feel free to come on out and hang out at Whiskey River in Ankeny as we kick off the 2019 football season. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace.